Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for January the 20th. In the year of our Lord, 2023, this is our one of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America, to do so using the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founders, rejecting revolution, standing for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Two incredible guests today, Dr. Scott Bradley, always with me on Mondays and Fridays. Welcome, sir. Well, good morning to you, Sam, and of course to everyone that's listening. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, there you have it. We also have uh, Alex Newman with us, well-known uh, reporter, writer, speaker, everything else under the sun. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Great to be here. Thank you for having me, Sam. Now, where are you right now, Alex? Let's get a quick update on that real quick. I am in Nashville, Tennessee for the Reawaken America tour. So I just arrived here last night from Florida. Wonderful. Let's get a quick update to start out and say, hey, where uh, or what's going on at that conference, Alex? Uh, well, they've been happening across the country. It's um, you know put on by uh, Clay Clark and General Flynn. Um, it's a big rally for people who uh, who love God and country and uh, are tired of the deep state running over us. So, Dr. Bradley, what do you say to that? Well, we definitely need more friends in this cause of liberty battle. I I hope it's awakening, as the, the title might suggest, a great number of Americans across the country. I, I suspect that um, there probably are, you're gathering a lot of people that already are focused on that. I, I hope you're casting, well, maybe it's not you, obviously, but I hope a wide net's being cast to gather as many as we can. We we liberty needs a lot more friends and and we need a lot fewer in the in the arena that seems to be prevalent in so many areas. I mean, the red wave that didn't happen, for example, is an indication of how deep the problem really is in this country, I'm afraid. Alex Yeah, well, you know, I think uh, reinforcements are coming little by little. I think it's more and more people uh, realize that we're being deceived, that we've been lied to on a massive scale, that um, you know we're losing uh, so much uh, liberty, so so many constitutionally protected rights. Um, you know, people are waking up, and that's really encouraging. Uh, and these rallies, you know, they bring together five, ten thousand people, uh, and then these people go out, they fan out in their communities, and uh, hopefully continue the awakening. So. Can I be super blunt? I appreciate the five and 10,000 people come out, and it's a great rally, and it's great education and all that kind of stuff, but does it really change the game, or do people just eat and retreat, Alex? Well, that's a fair question. Um, you know, I, I, um, I think there's always, you know, that challenge. Are we just preaching to the choir? And, of course, to some extent it is. Uh, you know, the choir needs um, updated information. Uh, you know, it's good to come together with others who, uh, who share similar beliefs. But, uh, you know, the, the challenge is always, uh, you know, how do we break through to the remaining zombies that are still watching CNN, that are still watching uh, ABC and NBC and CBS fake news? And, um, 
you know, I don't think any of us have that answer necessarily, or we wouldn't be in this mess as a country, right? So uh, that's the challenge and uh, something that I think we all need to work on. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, there are really good things happening and really bad things happening. Yeah, the the uh, evil forces arrayed against our country are um, are strong and uh, very powerful, but uh, so are the American people. And uh, again, I think that there is a real awakening happening now that you wouldn't understand from watching the fake media, but that if you go and talk to regular people, um, it'll become very quickly apparent that, um, you know what, mainstream America has realized that we're being lied to. They may not know all the details yet, but, um, you know, that's, that's part of the reason for these rallies is, uh, you know, get the people informed so they can go and share with their churches, with their families, with their neighbors, with their communities, with their gun clubs. And, um, you know, it's just person by person. So we didn't get into this mess overnight. We're not going to get out of it overnight. So, Amen to no, that. Sam, Dr. Bradley, I want you to respond to this, but I, I don't mean that to be a negative question to Alex. I don't mean that to be like a, hey, this is worthless or anything. What I really mean the question to drive to our listeners and to everybody everywhere is it all depends on what we do when we get home from these events, Dr. Bradley. It, it, the events are great. It's what we do when we get home that matters, Dr. There's no question. I mean, this isn't a meet, eat, and retreat kind of thing. This is a long haul. As Alex points out, uh, we didn't get in this overnight. We're not getting out overnight. My problem, my concern, I mean, there's many concerns, obviously, but one of my grave concerns is that people will get frustrated and uh, they'll go off half-cocked. I mean, you know, it's a terminology maybe even a lot today wouldn't understand. Uh, but but this idea of ready, aim, fire is not where people are today. It's fire, ready, aim sometimes. Now, I will say this. Uh, Alex and I spoke at a, an event uh, back in April, I believe it was, and then we, we had lunch together with some friends. Uh, I, I would say this. Alex is, a, is one of the good guys. He really, truly is, and he brings no a lot question. of— No question. Yeah, he, he brings a lot of very, very not only valid but— uh, motivating information to the whole game. Um, and, and so this obviously is, is something that we're grateful that he's engaged in. One of the th things that I've, uh, and, and again, I did a webinar last night, and, and you know, most of the people that participate in that are, are very, well, they consider themselves to be quite activist in, the, in this idea of restoring liberty. But it never ceases to amaze, to amaze me how completely devoid of understanding even many that seem to be uh, focused, and uh, you probably have three-quarters of the people that are at your rally today uh, that'll be in this category, I fear, where they, they lack an understanding of the strength of what is really involved in, in what we as a nation <coughs> excuse me, were originally <coughs> established on. And uh, fundamental principles, um, they get sucker-punched all the time. We had a major question last night that I've spent probably 20 minutes on about something that is so fundamental to the um, to even continuing. People get up and they roll over and die because, and, and I guess that's what I'm going to say and, and without going into all the details and taking up all the time. We need to help people understand the foundational things that we have got, the strengths that we've got. The, this constitution, this multi-level, multi, not multi-level marketing, multi-layered level of strengths where we have everything from the family to our churches, to our communities, to our counties and states and on up. And, and this is a divided and subdivided 
power base. It's not a centralized, monolithic thing like the Soviets did from the 1930s on with their five-year plans. They cannot constitutionally do what they're claiming they can do to us, but sadly, far too many Americans, I'll just take, for example, this January 10th meeting in Mexico City, where the three amigos got together down there, and uh, and people are all a Twitter about the fact, that's another poor term, a Twitter about the fact that uh, uh, it's over, our Constitution's gone. They've blended our countries, and, and now we, we just, uh, the North American Union. It's a tragic reality. Hard. Alex is it's live stupid. right now from the Reawaken American Tour. They're calling it Reawaken Nashville, Tennessee. Are you speaking there, Alex? Uh, briefly, yes. And your speech will be on? Uh, well, all the things that we've been talking about right now. you know, And uh, I think uh, Dr. Bradley made a good point about this North American Union that's worth... Um, reiterating and, and emphasizing yes uh you know they're acting like uh, their tyranny is in place and it's all over and you might as well just give up i think that's a psychological operation designed to demoralize us and uh, we need to not succumb to that kind of stuff um as uh, as dr bradley just pointed out uh, we still have multiple levels of protection none of these things that they're perpetrating against us are constitutional and so um you know we need to start uh, resisting at the local level, at the state level, and making clear that uh, none of these things are authorized by the Constitution. Uh, that's one of the reasons I think it's so critical that we uh, work to defeat these efforts to call uh, constitutional conventions, because uh, I believe that's one of the ways that they want to try to legitimize what they're doing. Yeah, right now they've got a lot of um, conservatives on board with this. I think they're not necessarily thinking through all the implications because, um, you know, they're thinking, well, hey, we're going to pass an amendment to limit the power of the federal government. Uh, the Constitution already drastically limits the power of the federal government. Um, you know, we're not going to uh, fix um, fix the issues by changing the Constitution because none of these things are constitutional. The only thing that can happen then is we'll lose ground and they legitimize some of these abuses. Uh, right now, we're in the right. Right now, all the things that these criminals are doing are flagrant violations of the supreme law of the land. Um, if we allow our Constitution to be opened up for amendments and possible changes. Um, they will just codify their criminality is what will happen. Precisely. Uh, all right, what about Precisely. this, what about this uh, American Union uh, that you mentioned, Dr. Bradley, and then that dovetailing into the meeting at Davos right now, right, Dr. Bradley? Well, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's all uh, involved in this globalist movement. I mean, the idea of, for example, the North American Union thing, it's simply a uh, manifestation of the regional arrangements that the, the uh, United Nations Charter calls for and has been since 1945. All of these regional arrangements are happening. There's a an effort to bring about a coup d'etat, is what actually the Davos people, the uh, World Economic Forum people call it. It's a kind of a silent behind the scenes where we have, I don't know what it is, like something like 52 heads of state and 600 CEOs that are uh, gathered in Davos that are plotting uh, to to be their self-selecting uh, mentors of everything that they want to have happen in the global government, and and it's all just kind of moving in unison. But but they can't do it. It's blocked by all our constitutional strengths. All right, let's go ahead and skip the break. Alex, your response to Dr. Bradley? I think he's right, but Davos 22 is upon us, sir. 
Yes, it is. And, and there's actually a direct relation between what just happened in Mexico City and what's happening in Davos. Um, if you read Klaus Schwab's book on the Great Reset, which I recommend people do, uh, it's a terrible book. It's full of garbage, but uh, we need to know what the enemy's doing, right? As Sun Tzu explained, if you don't know your enemy and you don't know yourself, just give it up. You already lost. Uh, and in his book in, on the Great Reset, he talks about, you know, people are really mad about globalization because during the pandemic, you know, global supply chains shut down and they couldn't buy their cheap Chinese junk. And so uh, now we need an in-between solution, he calls it, right, as if uh, national sovereignty was a problem. So he proposes the in-between solution is uh, the concept he refers to as regionalization as contrasted with globalization. And he gives the European Union as the premier example of this regionalization process. And he points to North America. And he says, look, uh, America, the United States, uh, Canada and Mexico already trade so much with each other. They need to be more deeply integrated. And of course, he didn't come up with this on his own. Right. Klaus Schwab was actually recruited by Henry Kissinger. Henry Kissinger released a book in 2014 called World Order, where he outlined exactly the same strategy. He says we can't just go straight for a world order. We're going to have to establish what he describes as regional orders. Uh, throughout the world, and again, he cites the European Union as the premier example, and then relate these regional orders to one another until they ultimately culminate in a one-world order. So that's the strategy they've been using. Uh, long before uh, Kissinger put that on paper, uh, the U.S. State Department put it on paper in 1962 um, in a report authored by Lincoln Bloomfield called The World Effectively Controlled by the United Nations. Um, his task, uh, he was, of course, a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, one of the most dangerous subversive organizations on our shores, and he was tasked with coming up with a plan for how we could move from a world of basically sovereign nation states, as we had in the early 1960s, to a world effectively controlled by the United Nations. And uh, he pointed out that wars and crises are very useful for that. But he said uh, probably the fastest route to achieving a one world order controlled by the U.N. would be to establish these regional governments. So that's exactly what we're seeing. Uh, the Africans are having an African Union imposed on them right now. Uh, Putin is building a Eurasian Union. Um, in South America, they're building the Union of South American Nations or South American States. It's called UNASUR or UNASUL in Spanish and Portuguese. Uh, Southeast Asia is being merged into the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. And so, uh, you know, anybody who looks at this can recognize that the entire planet didn't just wake up one day and say, man, what do we need for? What do we need self-government for? Let's just merge into regional governments. Um, clearly, this is being imposed from the top. And uh, obviously, the Great Reset is advocating this. Klaus Schwab is advocating this. And that's exactly what we saw take place in Mexico City is another giant leap forward, uh, forgive the pun, in this agenda to regionalize government and undermine our national sovereignty through. Uh, and, and, you know, for people who haven't been paying attention, they've already created these structures. We already have North American tribunals that purport to overrule state and federal courts. Uh, we've already got North American bureaucracies. Um, you know, started with NAFTA, then uh, this was expanded under the USMCA. So uh, we're in a mess of trouble. But as Dr. Bradley pointed out, uh, none of this is constitutional right now. Right? Even if the Senate had approved this and ratified it as required by the Constitution, which they have not, um, this, the U.S. government cannot grant itself powers that it doesn't have simply by signing up to a treaty. Uh, Thomas Jefferson pointed that out. In fact, the Supreme Court reconfirmed that in 1957 in the case Reed versus Covert. So uh, this is a giant scam. These people need to be held accountable, and nobody should believe for one minute that uh, any of these sovereignty-destroying measures have any legitimacy. And they're using climate change now as one of the big pushes. They now say, just so you know, Dr. Bradley, that coffee, that's right, coffee is contributing to climate change now. As Al Gore says, the seas are boiling, Dr. Bradley. 
<laughs> well, well, you, you, obviously uh, the fools are in charge. I mean, the buffoons and baboons, you know. Buffoons are kind of worthless, clumsy clowns, and baboons are a pack animal that's a predator, and they make a lot of noise. That's what we've got running the world today is a bunch of buffoons and baboons. But, but yes, indeed, uh, and in fact, I would recommend to all the listeners and, and go to the whitehouse.gov. And look up the the January 10th signing of this uh, agreement between the three amigos down in Mexico City, and uh, and and look at what the climate change is in there. They weave it into almost every aspect of what they're hoping to bring about, and uh, they're committed again uh, to the Paris Climate Accord, and all of these things are absolutely, completely, and totally devoid of any authority. As as Alex points out, the Reeve v. Covert case was one of the few things that the Warren Court did wisely. I would recommend reading that. You'll cheer all the way through it when it talks about the limits and bounds, whether it's an executive agreement, which this might be considered to be, or a, a treaty uh, that does not modify anything, any limits and bounds the Constitution puts on our government. There are checks and balances. There's separation of powers. It's delegated only to the degree it's delegated. The Tenth Amendment's very specific about that. There is no way in the world they can do unless we're ignorant, stupid, or complicit and complacent enough to not stand in the way. If we act like it's true, sometimes they start saying, well, they're gonna, they've rolled over on this one. I just real, really briefly, I've got the United Nations Charter out, uh, Chapter 8, Article 52. Clause 1, nothing in the present charter, this is United Nations Charter, precludes the existence of, a regional, of regional arrangements or agencies for dealing with matters relating to the maintenance of international peace and security as are appropriate for regional action, provided that such arrangements are consistent with the purposes and principles of the United Nations. This is all dovetailing into a global government process, whether it's the uh, rich and famous that are playing around in the ski slopes of, of Switzerland. And by the way, uh, you mentioned climate. That's my entree here. You can't deliver these VIPs around in an electric car because they are so prone to break down in the cold weather that they might not get to their meetings on time. And so here's another testimony of the foolish vanity that is possessing these people. Well, it's for it's for me and you. It's for thee, not for them, or whatever you want to call it. Right? That's the Obviously. problem with these people. Now, Al Gore's radicalism is on display at Davos, ladies and gentlemen. He got up and spoke and said the seas are literally boiling and everything else. Steve Bonta over at thenewamerican.com uh, has some great info on that right now, while Alex Newman and others are at the um, incredible... Uh, make, we, wow, Reawaken America Tour. Uh, so there's a lot going on, a lot to keep track of all at the same time, uh, Alex. Speaking of that, the Supreme Court, they claim can't find the leaker. I don't buy it for a second, Alex. Yep, I, I don't either. Uh, I'm sure they know who it is. And uh, my guess is this was part of a much bigger operation than just one individual leaking, and maybe that's why it's not coming out. But, uh, you know, to go back to the climate thing for a moment, um, 
the the climate change narrative is one of the most important narratives that underpin this entire movement toward this one world order. Um, it, it's one of the few things where they can genuinely claim this is a global problem. And, and that's been their mantra forever, right? These are not problems that a single nation can deal with. Global problems require global solutions. And so that's why this is so critical to their narrative. But I just published a major piece in the Epoch Times uh, last week. I encourage people to go read it. You don't have to be a climate scientist to know that the people who are peddling this narrative at the highest levels do not believe it themselves. There's a very simple way for determining that. And, um, you know, I've been going to these UN climate summits since 2009, uh, fresh out of journalism school, and I've watched in horror as all this has happened. So I was in Paris in 2015 for the UN climate summit. And uh, you had Obama come up and say, I'm going to slash the CO2 emissions of Americans by 28 percent. Right? That was his uh, contribution under the Paris Agreement by the year 2025. Well, the Communist Chinese Party, uh, which already, by the way, was emitting probably more than double the CO2 that the United States was, came up and said, well, we're going to continue increasing our CO2 emissions until maybe 2030, at which point we'll consider peaking them and then gradually declining from there, we hope. Um, so, you know, think about this for two seconds. Again, you don't have to be a climate scientist. What is going to be the benefit for the uh, alleged uh, CO2 crisis of shutting down American industry, shutting down American manufacturing, and shipping all of that to China, where every unit of economic production is going to result in massively more CO2 in the atmosphere? Um, if you truly believed that CO2 was pollution, that'd be literally the worst possible thing that you could do for the climate. So obviously the people who are engineering these policies do not believe CO2 is pollution. They're correct. CO2 is not pollution. It's plant food. It's the stuff we exhale. Um, I interviewed uh, Trump's climate advisor at a climate summit. He and I both spoke at a few years ago. He said the planet is starving for more CO2, and the plants are designed to live in an atmosphere with four to five times as much CO2 as we currently have. So... Um, the CO2 is not an actual pollution. The people peddling this, in, including Al Gore and the rest of them, must know this. Right? That's why they fly around their, in the world in their private jets without feeling guilty about it. Um, and so we, we've got to debunk this. We cannot continue to say, well, that's not a good policy for, for dealing with climate crisis. We just need to say loudly and clearly, there is no climate crisis. You people are liars, and you all belong in jail. You know, Sam, Couldn't I have said it by, uh, better myself, Dr. Bradley. Um, for a number of years, I, I spent um, as a department head and director in academe, and, and I had a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with different, well, preeminent people in the academic world. And, and while many of them fall real short of <laughs> truly um, understanding a lot of issues, that's the nicest thing I can say, I had some time one-on-one -on -one privately with uh, world-renowned upper atmosphere scientists. And... Uh, uh, just just like Alex is saying here, there is absolutely zero indication that any of the things that they're whining, crying, uh, wolf about, any of these are valid for any any way, shape, or form. These scientists would would uh, privately uh, discuss it with me, saying they're they're completely they debunk everything. But here's what it comes down to: <clears throat> their opinions are being purchased. And there are opinions that are being molded by the money that's being handed out. I had one scientist tell me that if he uh, was went public with the information we were discussing, that he would never get another grant again. He would be completely shut off. His uh, gravy train would end. And of course, he didn't use all these terms. But uh, the, the big funding that he was getting for research, they're, they're buying the results of their research is what's happening through the... Uh, the funding, and by the way, that's being done in many ways by by 
taxpayer dollars. And so you and I are funding our own demise yeah, with what is awesome? being focused on. It's absolutely Not. weird. Hey, let's get a final comment from Alex uh, from the Awake American Tour. We've got to let him go at 30 after. Alex, final thoughts? Well, uh, I so appreciate you having me on, Sam. Thank you, Dr. Bradley. Always a pleasure to connect with you again. And, uh, you know, I will say for the, for the people out there who genuinely are curious about the science here, uh, for the last 10 years I've been interviewing some of the world's greatest scientists on this climate issue. Uh, I can't encourage you highly enough. If you're actually interested, to go look at, um, you know, I've interviewed scientists who served on the UNIPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, including some of their lead editors who will tell you and who, who told me on camera, again, you can go watch these, that this whole thing is a fraud, the UN is lying, they told them they couldn't publish this stuff in the UN IPCC reports and they did it anyway. Um, I interviewed the head of the IPCC C-level section, he said it's all a lie. So uh, thanks for having me on, Sam, always a pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Bradley, God bless you guys and hopefully we'll catch up soon. Amen to that, thank you, sir, travel safe. I'm telling you right now, watch The New American, The Epic Times, all of Alex's channels, incredible reporting from Alex Newman on Liberty Roundtable Live. Dr. Bradley continues in seconds. His website is freedomsrisingsun.com. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. At their winter gathering on Capitol Hill this week, the nation's mayors delivered a message to Congress and President Biden, stop the flow of migrants and asylum seekers into our cities and give us the funds to take humane care of those who arrive. Illegal immigration is the top of the agenda at the U.S. Conference of Mayors meeting that ends today. The Supreme Court of the United States failed and still does not know who leaked the abortion draft ruling after the high court promised to get answers. In May, an online news outlet published a leaked draft of a Supreme Court opinion on a case that eventually led to Roe v. Wade being overturned a month later. It should be noted clerks and employees who were questioned only did so on a voluntary basis, and the justices themselves were never questioned. Inflation continues to strike out at Americans... More layoffs at Google parent company Alphabet Incorporated is in the works. Alphabet officials reported Thursday it plans to eliminate roughly 12,000 jobs, reducing its staff by 6% and marking the company's largest ever round of layoffs. March for Life is celebrating 50 years in 2023. This year's event marks 50 years since the Supreme Court's 1973 decision in Roe v. Wade, a decision that the court overturned in June. The theme for this year's March for Life is Next Steps, marching forward into a post-Roe America. Scheduled speakers include Hall of Fame football coach Tony Dungy and Mississippi Attorney General Lynn Fitch who won the Supreme Court case that overturned Roe. In Washington, I'm Victoria Idoni. Eight teams remain in the National Football League playoffs with four games this weekend. Two will be played on Saturday and two will be played on Sunday. This is USA News. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Campbell here, serial entrepreneur. Let's make sure your current payroll provider isn't overcharging you, shall we? First, go to your payroll provider's website to see what you're currently paying. Oh, what's that? You can't clearly see your pricing because your vendor is running a temporary sale or making you call for a free quote? <laughs> That's unfortunate. 
If you go to PatriotSoftware.com, you will instantly see our payroll pricing for companies with 1 to 100 employees. Well, there you go. At least now you know what you should be paying for payroll. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. All right, all right, it is Sam Bushman and Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted Alex to be able to get uh, a little bit in about the event that took place or that's taking place now this weekend, really, uh, in um, Tennessee. Um, It's Nashville, Tennessee, the Awaken Tour, and, you know, hopefully people take back the information they learn and they don't just, you know what, meet greet eat retreat hopefully they take back what they learn and literally dig in at the local level the county and state levels to really push for real lasting solid uh, towards the constitution change folks that's what we got to have so we thank alex for reporting live we talked about davos a little bit but not near enough doctor um al gore's radicalism on display at this thing is insanity uh, you've literally got this criminal activity going on globally. Uh, speaking against the United States and her sovereignty really is what's happening uh, at this Davos events by all participants, really. Well, it is a, a big uh, gang up on the United States kind of thing. It is every time you get together with these things, whether it's the Paris Accords or, or you're looking at, at some kind of United Nations something, the Ukraine things. By the way, the uh, the the uh, World Economic Forum, uh, Ukraine is strongly uh, uh, represented there, and they're asking for for the help of everybody in the world about to help their uh, regime uh, to maintain its power. I mean, everything is a beat up the United States, uh, virtue signaling, trying to get the United States into place, uh, doing what they need to do. Al Gore and his absolute absurdity in what he talks about, the boiling oceans. I don't know where he gets this. But um, can I go back just for a second to the bottom of the hour of the news break? There was something that talked about how these mayors are getting together and we got to talk about immigration and all this Bravo Sierra that everybody's waving their arms about. It's a big problem. But just for a moment, I want you to understand what our feckless leader... Joe Biden. Now, feckless, it's, go read the definition. He's, he's just, it's a very soft uh, definition of him. He should be more aligned with feces instead of feckless. And they're not, they're not related, by the way, even though they may sound similar. But the fact of the matter is, he's there, and, and this is the, what he signed. Go to the whitehouse.gov. And, and read about immigration and development, what they signed on to. Just very briefly, read a few lines. Today marks, that's the 10th of January, the sixth month anniversary of the Los Angeles Declaration on Migration and Protection. Okay, kids, how many knew about that? Think about what's going on behind the scenes. It's a bold new framework for regional responsibility. Okay, so these three countries made ambitious commitments under this Los Angeles Declaration, working together to advance labor mobility in North America, particularly regarding regular pathways and have been delivering on these commitments. 
Since June, Mexico and the United States and Canada have collectively welcomed record numbers of migrants and refugees. It goes on to say about, they're affirming our joint commitment to safe, orderly, humane migration under the Los Angeles Declaration. Just and let's be clear, they're doing it criminally because it's against the current laws of the United States, Doctor. It is. There's no question. These criminals need to be put in prison. They don't have the authority to do this. They're criminals that are allowing it. This is a this is a an impeachable offense against the the uh, executive. I keep saying yeah, this. primarily I it's mean, Joe. But see, the Republicans don't have any guts. They're not even talking about impeaching Joe, are they? Really? Well, there's a couple little nibbling around the edges, but but listen to this. <laughs> yeah, but but as a They're group, going, they are not. You're right. And, and, but in this, going back to this paper for a second, that they signed on the 10th of January, they're expanding, I'm quoting from it, and promoting regular pathways for migration and protection. Okay, now, you need to understand, this incredible invasion that's going on right now is being fostered and encouraged by a feckless leader that has completely abandoned his oath to the Constitution. He's supposed to fulfill the laws that are passed by Congress. Congress, Article 1, Section 8, has the power to regulate these these immigration and naturalization things. They have done so. We have the most generous immigration policies in the world, and they are, the wheels have fallen off. We have an invasion of 5.5 million people during the first two years of Joe Biden's presidency that have just immersed themselves in the United States. They're voting. Don't lie to yourself, people. They are voting. They're, they get a driver license, that's de facto citizenship. All of these things are happening. And as we look at this Declaration of North America, which is what they called this thing that they did in, in Mexico City, I'm just focusing on one thing. You get to the whitehouse.gov site and start reading what they have done just in this month. Just in this month. This isn't the only offense they've uh, committed and the only effort that they're making. And it's published right on their site. I mean, to yeah. me, it's, it's in a way, he's a feckless leader. I agree with you when it comes to defending the Constitution, which he's sworn to uphold and protect us from enemies, foreign and domestic. But he's far from feckless when it comes to destroying the country. But they're openly even referring to um, Kamala Harris as the president now. I don't know if you know, but this Jean Pierre press secretary refers to Kamala Harris as the president amid the Biden document scandal. She's literally reading. She's not making a Freudian slip. She's reading and she refers to Kamala as president. This stuff is criminal, doctor. Well, yeah, there's no question about it. 25th Amendment hasn't been invoked yet. But the fact of the matter is that, um, well, let's talk about that document scandal for a minute. I mean, here's Biden stonewalling everything. Oh, he's put a uh, a special investigator that in the bowel somewhere of the Justice Department, they're flipping through some of these pages and looking at things. There's nobody's admitting this is another impeachable offense. This is probably the most uh, red meat kind of, of them all because look, this is where they attacked Donald relentlessly. Now, when the shoes on the other foot, look right before the election, they knew about this. They withheld the information till after the election. Election fraud, ladies and gentlemen. And then when asked about it, Joe's like, I don't have any regrets. You guys are going to find nothing. It's a big old nothing burger. He has the audacity to say that. What are the Republicans doing? They're like, oh, we put good guys on committees. 
okay. Why don't you impeach this guy yesterday because the nation's at risk? Look, this is a national security crisis, doctor. It it is, indeed. And, and, I mean, let's compare and contrast. Okay, we had Hillary Clinton with her uh, bathroom server that was all our high-secure State Department information was running through. I mean, I don't even know how we can go through this. I mean, having held security clearances in high-secure areas and everything else like that uh, from my youth, (laughs) I don't have any now, but but the fact of the matter is, th- this is criminal. We knew the limits and bounds. Hillary Clinton did that in her bathroom with her server. I don't know if it was really in her bathroom, but it you know that figuratively you can think of this. Uh, uh, but then you get a Joe, uh, uh, a Donald Trump thing. Now Donald Trump, I'm not saying he was uh, uh, justified in any of the things he did. We don't know enough about that yet. But he was president of the United States. He had the power to declassify any and all information that came across his desk. It could have been done based upon his He also his, had the power to go after Hillary, and he didn't do it. They're exactly right. But so here we have Bill, not yet, yeah, Bill and Hillary. I get them all mixed up. Anyway, so here we have Donald. He could have declassified these and taken them out the back door of the White House. I don't know what really happened. But here we have Joe Biden, who was vice president, who had no authority whatsoever to, to not only take this off campus, if you will, but he, he couldn't have declassified. He was totally powerless to do this. This is, His attorneys have all but admitted he had criminal action in this thing. So what were they? They were in his garage with his Corvette. Oh, I had a, I had a lock on it. Hey, kids, it wasn't that long ago when I had the yeah, ability to the, get in. But the drug guy, Hunter, was driving the Corvette now, we understand, too. So how <laughs> locked was that, really, with the drug addict that basically was uh, involved with prostitutes? Lied about it, forced a DNA test, got caught with a love child, now trying to go to court, preventing the love child from taking the Biden name. These are the kind of securities we have in place, doctor. Well, here's the deal. This, these documents were heavily um, focused on uh, Ukraine. Okay, now yes, remember the, the Biden-Ukraine connection. I'm not just talking about the Hunter Biden. I'm talking about the Joe Biden connection and how, these, how he leveraged his office over that issue. He took documents. They might be exactly pertaining to this. There are documents in there about Iran. At, at the, uh, the Penn Library thing that they got, there were huge amounts. China contributed millions of dollars to the foundational establishment of that library. And uh, there was China stuff in there. Now, remember, Joe and Hunter went to China. They negotiated big dollar deals with the Chinese. Now, I don't know what all went on. I'm just saying this is stuff that needs to be investigated. Here's the deal. What if they had high secure in- intel on China? And, and, and Hunter's there peddling it going, you know, I've got some information here. How much is this worth to you? Blah, blah, blah. And then we know the big guy got cut in for a top 10%. Who's the big guy? It's Joe. People need to understand this is a crisis of national security. It's a crisis of complete violation. And here we have Joe Biden stonewalling everybody on this. He won't even let journalists ask him questions about it. I've got more in seconds. Liberty Roundtable Live with the good Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? 
We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Live with Dr. Scott Bradley, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about this scandal with Joe and the documents. Joe says, hey, he's not really embarrassed. Joe says he's not really regretful. There's nothing there. It's all good. But the problem is, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is a disgrace. Believe it or not, even CNN now airs damning report. CNN airs damning report. Uh, you know what? that Joe did interact with Hunter's business associates, despite Joe's denials. Uh, literally, ladies and gentlemen, this is disaster, but it gets even worse. National security concerns over Joe Biden's classified document scandal just got much worse as two reports have now been released and emerged uh, that it took place Hunter Biden. It shows him at the uh, Biden's Wilmington, Delaware residence. He was raking in millions of dollars from the Communist Chinese Party linked with business dealings uh, while he had access to the Corvette, to the garage where they have these classified documents, doctor. This changes the game. But Republicans, what are they doing now? As far as I can tell, doctor, nothing. Sadly, you go to I all the top so. news organizations and they're not drilling into this. They're not uh, gearing up to investigate. They're not. They're just like, hey, you know, McCarthy kept his promise to go ahead and uh, keep the good guys on committees. And uh, then they're like, oh, this George uh, Santos guy, he lied about everything and no big deal. And George Santos will serve on House committees despite all this, says or confirms Kevin McCarthy. George's mother uh, was not in 
<laughs> like he said. Okay, this is just insanity. They're not they even also, on the beat, doctor. No, no, they're not. I mean, uh, they're they're so far behind the curve. It's it's amazing. Maybe the word of the day is feckless. Go look it up, everybody, and figure out what a kind of uh, worthless incompetence we've got generally here. Uh, sadly, uh, an awful lot of the Republican Party is very feckless too. They they will not appropriately defend the things that they took an oath to do so. But um, th this, um, let me just talk for just a second. I don't know how long we want to spend on this nonsense of this these documents. It absolutely is a disaster in the nation, and they're be they're stonewalling at every turn. They say they've got this special. Uh, investigator that's looking at it. So keep your mouth shut. He's going to find nothing. Everything will be good. Don't ask any questions. But uh, here's the deal. Maybe, maybe there isn't anything there. Let's just suppose. Let's say there's everything there. Let's just suppose. Could be anything along the spectrum. But just maybe this is a shot across the bow for Biden, for him and all of those that are thinking he's going to take the 2024 election because he says, I want it. Now, this may be an opportunity that some in the deep state are taking to say, because we see, honestly, we are seeing the, the lame brain media, those, uh, they call them mainstream, but they're lame brain media. They are even turning, to some degree at least, CNN, you mentioned that report, on Joe Biden. So I'm wondering, I'm just wondering, you know, qui bono, who benefits, that old uh, Latin term, um, and and what it, it's one of those things where you have to kind of wonder what's motivating things that are happening. Some of these things are are just kind the of the Democrats out of want the first woman of the White House to be followed up by Michelle Obama. Well, that may or may not be true, and 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 let's pray that it is is not true. But the fact of the matter is, this may be something that they're saying. Look, Joe and and his handlers and those that are standing, you know. They're saying he ought to be, yeah, if he wants a second term, he ought to have it kind of thing. They may be saying, look, guys, this is kind of possibly a, a big, big issue. So why don't we pick somebody else? And and I think they're frantically looking around to who it might be. The new governor of, of Maryland is, has come up in, in a conversation, but we don't need to go down that path. But But there's a guy that's fully connected to the deep state and everything else about it. But the point of the matter is, they are possibly saying to Joe and his handlers and his supporters, look, this is not going to work out for 2024. Because anybody in their right mind, which I know there's not a lot of people that are left that way, anybody with more than half a brain, let's say, which I know there's not a lot left anymore because of brain damage for oxygen deprivation. But the fact of the matter is the reality that Joe Biden could run and win a second presidency is absolutely it's it who could who would think that could happen where the guy has to sign the declaration of north america we've been talking about with a crayon i mean i, I don't think he really did but but that's about where we are with the mental capacity i mean he might have used a red crayon because it was pretty i don't know but the fact of the matter is there this may be a shot over the bow to say you know what we got to find somebody else for the presidency well and even if it is though what does that mean does it mean he gets impeached does it mean he goes away and, and kamala harris becomes an incumbent uh does it mean that you know what what good is all this going to lead to for republicans even if they do manage to stop joe from his criminal activity well, see we've put a... ourselves in a very very compromised position kamala harris is a flat-out known communist well, not only that, she's incompetent. 
I mean, and I don't even want to get into how she's held all, most of all of her offices as she was so-called coming through the ranks. I mean, come on, people. Understand that a party girl does not have a place in these, you know, august positions. And and you look at her, her cackling giggle and all that. I don't know if you can call it that. But but how does she handle the immigration thing? Total disaster. Anything well, she has touched. Well, what if she takes Stacey Abrams on as her VP pick and they uh, commit election well, fraud and you get Kamala Harris and Stacey Abrams up there now? Well, sure. And uh, we could talk about Stacey Abrams. I mean, holy Hannah. This is somebody they've been grooming for so long, a perennial gubernatorial candidate, and she can't win in her home state. I mean, she's, I mean, you look at what's come out of Georgia in the past. I mean, Jimmy Carter couldn't win in his own state after his first election, for crying out loud. I mean, it's like, what? What are they doing? They're foisting complete buffoonery upon the nation, and we're stupid enough to buy it. And they get behind me. Well, we, you know, it's like Reagan used to say, uh, the 11th commandment is never say anything ill about a Republican. I mean, it was something like that. Speak no ill of Republicans or something. That's, that's idiocy. The party is not the issue. This is, this is life and death stuff for a nation. And, uh, you know, when a nation starts to fall, they fall pretty fast. Uh, you look at what happened to Rome with, you know, you go back and read the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. Uh, these, these guys, they squandered. I mean, there was a pretty cool republic in, in Rome at one point. You know, the emperor takes over and, and the bread and circuses and, and the foreign wars and all of the debauchery. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, wait a minute. This is replaying in our country. And um, we, we read way too often Noah Webster's comments about the kind of people we get when we're caring about who we're electing. And we, the people, are really complicit because we're complacent. So, yeah, this, these, these things are big things. And I just can't help but wonder if the Joe Biden document thing isn't setting up someone else to say, I'm going to step in, I'm going to take over, I'm going to be the new emperor. It's kind of what happened maybe in a way when the French Revolution, the people got so sick and tired of the, the bloodbath, the debauchery, the, the complete heinous acts of everything that was going on in France. They said, please save us, please save us. And this guy named Napoleon steps out of the wings and he says, I can save you, but you've got to give me absolute power. I need to be emperor for life. You know, and they please take it and save us. They gave uh, Napoleon the reins and he led the, uh, the bloodbath across Europe as he tromped around with his efforts to expand his empire. If people won't learn from the past, we're doomed to repeat it. And we see these things. I mean, I do. I look at history, and I try and collate parallelisms into different uh, concepts that are happening. And I see things playing over and over and over again. And, and let's kind of take this back to a spiritual realm. That's how Satan works. He plays the same game over and over again, and we as humans are stupid enough to step in the same traps. He's got the same traps he plays for each generation. No and, question. Uh, over and so, over and over. But you know what? Even Pope Francis delivered a profanity-laden speech to seminarians in Barcelona. He basically said, hey, you need to forgive everybody, even if they don't want to repent. And he uh, delivered well, a profanity-laced uh, message there. 
I'm just not comfortable with this, Doctor. (laughs) His holiness? Now, come on. Now, there are a lot of good Catholics out there that are very concerned with the man that's at the head of their church right now. And there's a lot of churches that we're concerned about that have got somebody there that's remaking it in their own image. And you look at the history and background of Pope Francis, it's like, holy cow, what have they bid off here? And um, and so, no, a lot of people that bear titles like His Holiness do not bear them worthily, I fear. And uh, the omnipotence or uh, somebody delegates to them that omnipotence or their flawlessness. And we continue to follow false leaders in many instances. We've got to get, you know, I I could tell you a long story. I don't need to bore people with it. But I've had an adage for more than 50 years now in my life. It's been 50 some odd years. Get close to the Lord and stay there. It's eight words. It's easy. It's simple. Well, it's it's based upon personal focus and devotion. It and isn't kind of complicated, things. but it takes steady, consistent, hard work and humility. That's for sure. Well, that's the problem. Is if we individually, in, or individual. I mean, this is a heart to heart kind of thing with God, and, and then it becomes a family effort. This is a family project. Get close to the Lord and stay there. It's coming down to that. I think that the, the the evil forces in this world are so highly organized, cleverly disguised, and powerfully promoted. We've been talking about people in high places in our government, this, this Davos thing with the World Economic Forum, the United Nations. I mean, we talk about religions, for crying out loud. And and I think that it really comes to, and this is where it's always been, although we've oftentimes, we've kind of, I don't know, delegated or, or maybe reassigned or, or maybe offloaded our responsibility to someone else. Oh, my religious leader's taking care of that. I'm going to let the mayor take care of this. I'm going to let, no, these are individual things, and it begins with personal virtue. And, and Washington talked about that, public and private virtue in his, in his uh, first inaugural address. And, and we need to have public and private virtue, but I, it, it's one of those things. My old adage 50-plus years ago, get close to the Lord and stay there. I think the people have got to start doing that because no bumpy question. roads are ahead of us. By the way, the viral video about Greta Thunberg, the little autistic girl that promotes climate change and shames all the adults in the room, given carte blanche in the United States by the United Nations to scold the adults in the room, turns out uh, this idea that she was being detained by the cops in Germany, it was all fake. They caught That's her on video news. laughing yeah. with the same people that they claim arrested her. It's all fake to promote a dishonest narrative, ladies and gentlemen. I just thought I'd make sure you knew that. Next hour, got another incredible guest. We're doing it all in seconds on your radio. Hour one on the can, hour two coming up. Check out Dr. Bradley's freedomsrisingsun.com website, weekly webinars, and a whole lot more. God save the Republic of the United States of America.